everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. We are stepping into another time, another time in space where legends become reality. Where, but not canon. But not canon. <laughs> yes, but not canon. Man, we're back. They become reality, but they're not real. <laughs> Ah, we're we're back though. We're back in the extended universe, the old EU legends. We're we're back in it with, uh, well, back in the New Jedi Order. We've got Agents of Chaos One Heroes Trial, uh, by James Lucino that we're going to talk about today. Man, it's been a long time since we've been in Legends. Yeah, in fact, was it? That was probably spring last year. Was the last time we did it? I want to say maybe summer. I'd have yeah. to go back and check. It's been a long time. Yeah. And I, I did not remember the third book all that well. I well, had to do a little summary review of that. Yeah, no, see, and that that was that was the thing is like we built the podcast kind of talking about the EU. And then when Last Jedi <clears throat> happened, we kind of switched a lot of focus and started talking about other things and literature was in there, but it was more, we started getting into more Canon stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, these books still hold a special part. And I, I think, I think as we go along, we'll probably explore more in the EU and, and, and probably even get back to maybe a monthly book of the month from new Jedi order to, to finish a series, which is huge. It's a huge series of books. And it is. Uh, what do we have around 20, 18 uh, books in this series? I believe. I think it's 19. If I remember correctly, 19. Um, let me look that up. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's look it up. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I never, I never remember. Uh, anything. <clears throat> oh, you're not just going to give me a nice round number. You're just going to make me count. One, two, three, yeah, gonna four, list five. It. Yeah. I'm not counting this. I don't care that much. I think it's 19, though. Um, but yeah, I mean, spanning from 1999 to 2003. It's wild. And there were also books that were supposed to be in this series that were canceled. As a matter of fact, the, the Dark Tide uh, books, we're supposed to have three Dark Tide books. Uh, we were also supposed to have a series uh, called Nightfall. And those were canceled. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we have what we have. Obviously, you know, some of these books do fall into certain arcs. We had Vector Prime, which was the first standalone. Talk about that. Dark Tide 1 and 2, Onslaught and Ruin. Uh, you know, now we're in Agents of Chaos. There is a second one to this, which, uh, you know, again, ours is Heroes Trial. The next one will be Jedi Eclipse. Uh, then we have Balance Point, which is a standalone, Edge of Victory, yada, yada, yada. So there, there's a lot. And I, I have to tell you, man, there are a couple here that get very exciting towards the mid section of this particular series. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, Dark Journey was probably one of my favorites. I think that that one was Jaina, uh, Centered uh, Trader. That was uh, <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah. Destiny's Way. So <clears throat> the, there's some good ones coming up, but we, we got to get, get through. And I, and I have to say, I actually like the tail end of the series more than the front end of the series. But <laughs> Well, the writing gets a lot better. 
<laughs> yeah. But yeah, inter- interestingly enough here, those. fun fact. So James Lucino wrote both Heroes Trial and Jedi Eclipse. He also authors the final book in the series, The Unifying Force. So he's back later. Oh, okay. So that's kind of cool. Kind of cool little uh, little thing. Uh, but uh, Michael, Michael Stackpole, if you guys remember the memes from Dark Tide, yeah. Michael Stackpole does not make any return. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Stackpool, what was man. The thi- what, what was the thing that annoyed us the most? Dude, I, I kind of forget now. It's been it's been I know, a I know it was a few. I think it was just a few of the words that he overused. Yeah. He, he was an overuser. I don't remember because I think the, the shield shimmer was from um, yes. Alphabet Squadron. That was... Yeah. <clears throat> But anyway, yeah, he he was he he is who he is. But you know, the the Dark Tide books are probably not my my biggest and best. And I don't really remember if were we doing ratings because honestly, we were going chapter by chapter for a while, at least in Vector Prime. Yeah, no, we didn't do ratings on that. I don't well, believe. Well, guess what? Price start. <laughs> we're gonna do it now, <laughs> starting with Agents yeah. of Chaos. We're gonna, gonna start be... ranking them. And it's going to be a 9.9, and we're going to put ourselves in a corner, just like we did <laughs> with Mando. <laughs> oh, we are not doing that. No, no, no. But the writing is much better in this compared to Dark Tide, I will say. It's much more entertaining. Very so. true. So let us go ahead and just start with, uh, with, our, with our, you know, our normal thing. How's your week been going? Oh, it's been going, man. It's been a good week. I cut my head open at work yesterday and left a little bit early. It's great. <laughs> Where is it at? I still I see your head. We have visual. Are you lying? Oh, where? Are you lying to the people? See oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah. Nice little goose egg there. <laughs> Dangerous work. Dangerous mm-hmm. work you do. Yes. <laughs> it's all the. It's all just to save people's lives. It's worth it. Boats. <laughs> Boats lives. Boat lives matter. Boat. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. The Darth, the boat mechanic. Do you, okay, but you don't really, you don't really like call yourself a boat mechanic. I know I say that somewhat facetiously, but what, what, what would you actually call yourself in your job? Is a Marine technician, Marine technician. He works on Marines. <laughs> That's right. That sounds so bad. It does sound bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I don't know. This, this week has been a little, little gray for me, honestly. I, you know, the world's kind of, we're not going to talk events here. It's just not, it's not our place. And and we're, we, we don't, I don't want to harp on it, but it's been, it's been a crappy for me. It's been honestly a crappy week. I've, it's been depressing. It's been gray. I haven't had a lot of fun. Um, I'm glad to be talking star Wars. Um, you know, before this, I, you know, I talked uh, with chase and Eric over on these are the voyages, uh, you know, finishing up, uh, star Trek discovery, um, season three doing that talk. So that was nice. Um, that was nice to talk that and obviously nice to talk this and then, you know, so on and so forth. But yeah, it, it's been kind of a crap week and, and, you know, here's hoping that we can all turn it around. But, uh, you know, for, for my YouTube channel, I did a general message and I'm, and I'm going to say this to you guys listening here. Um, 
my challenge to you, and I feel like, I don't know, I might have done this in our last episode too, but I think it, I think it bears a repeat if I did. My challenge to you is to be positive. Because the only way that we can breed positivity is being positive ourselves. So be nice. Be nice to your neighbors. Be nice to your fellow human beings. Let's let let's let's try let's try some positivity because we've had a lot of negativity and not just for a year, or two years, but for decades. We've all been very negative. You know, one of the big reasons why me and the Darth don't do a lot with social media is because it is such a cesspool for it's negativity. Depressing. Yes. It's so depressing. It's so depressing <laughs> and and that's why we don't really engage in it all. We don't really hype it either. I mean, yeah, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're I- Honestly, though, I go months where I just delete the app. Yeah. I just get away from it, and I feel so much better. Yeah, and I, I've been thinking about it, too, uh, as well. You know, kind of, I mean, I don't really do anything with Facebook anyway, aside from post the episode. Twitter, I post the episode. I used to post memes on Twitter, and I just don't really even do that anymore mm-hmm. because it's just so negative. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, we're, we're looking for some positivity, and, and my challenge to us and to you is, is let's try and breed the positivity that we want. We all want to be happy. We all want to have Except a positive existence. I just, want, I just want my dark side influence to spread further. <laughs> I've, I've had a very good last 13 months. A let's posi- keep it going. A positive dark side. We we're a looking for dark side to me is a destruction of everything. That's positive <laughs> to me. Yeah, but even and that's the direction we're heading. Thanks to me. Yeah. But even that, I mean, I was there from the beginning. Yeah, but even <laughs> that, joke around, try and have some fun. the The world is not as bleak as as the news and the politicians want you to think it is. Because at the end of the day, we are the actual power behind it all. And if you want to power change and power positivity, you just have to do it. You just have to do it. We're all in it together. That stupid tagline that we keep hearing on every Mazda commercial out there, but it is technically true. We are all in it together if we want to be. So, Yes, and ultimately, just keep in mind, we're all within the top 1% of rich people in the world us Americans. Yeah. We could all have it worse. Yeah, so let's be a little more positive and stop being so whiny. Yeah. We could definitely <laughs> we could definitely have it worse, but for sure. So anyway, um man, anything else we wanted to chat about? Uh, one quick thing, we are going to refrain from any high republic talk for right now. Um next week we will be looking into the first high republic book, uh Light of the Jedi, right? I'm saying that yes. right. So yep. we'll, we'll be going over that that next week. And then after that, um, uh, a test of courage. So High Republic Test of Courage by Justina Ireland after that. So that's the like the young adult. We're just going to run through that real quick. Uh, also have uh, the High Republic comic that we'll probably bring up, I would assume, next week as well, maybe. Um, I know that there were a couple of timelines to talk about things, but I don't care. I don't care about timelines. I don't care about no stinking no, timelines. So we'll probably no discuss. Bearers. Yeah, we'll probably discuss <laughs> the book and the comic next week, and then um, get the Justina Ireland book out the next week, uh, and then kind of go from there. February, I think we have a release of the second one, don't we? Yes, and another comic, I believe. So. Um, we'll- 
<laughs> yeah, we'll be high republic out. <laughs> yeah. And, and for those of you who haven't read Light of the Jedi, I would just encourage you not to look up a Star Wars news right now. There's a few spoilers for that. Tons. Circulating around. It's a good thing so. I'm not looking at any social media for all of its blackness and I you know, all of its darkness. <laughs> you know, so I don't even I don't even see it. I don't even see it at all. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's not there. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, uh, February 2nd, uh, into the dark. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're, we're just trucking, trucking right along first couple months with, with high Republic news and, and books, but we'll be getting to them. We'll, we'll be, we'll be throwing those in there as we can, but you know, we're never going to be the first, the first to break yeah. news. We're, we're, uh, we've talked about it. We're not really into that. So, uh, but we will talk about, uh, high Republic next week. Uh, and then, you know, continue on down that path. But uh, I think we, and we were talking about this beforehand. We are going to work new Jedi order in at least at, at, try to do it monthly. Um, yes. you guys can obviously read along with us, but there are some audiobooks on audible, not a sponsor, but they are out there. They are abridged, but they're okay. Which is what we will be pulling our information from today yeah as, as a refresher you know i mean obviously you know we've read the books before but like you know to go on and refresh but they're like three and a half hours so they're they're very short in course of audiobooks yeah. sound effects music could <laughs> use some work but um but the story is fundamentally the there <laughs> yeah there's a little bit of that but i mean they're okay they're okay and they will get you through if you if you want to just do the audiobook. You'll get the gist. So, uh, yeah. I guess we can go ahead and jump in. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, spoiler alert on a 20-year-old book. <clears throat> not really. Not quite 20 years. We got a Han story. Yeah. We've got a Han Solo flipping Wasn't that story. awesome? It actually was kind of cool. Wasn't that awesome? It was cool to jump back into a little Han. Um, and I also have to say that this book, and, and, and I'll be honest with you guys, I think with these, we're, we're not going to go line by line like we used to. I think there's going to be a little bit more generality, a little bit more discussion. There are some discussion points I want to talk with you about. So, but I feel like this book does explore a little bit more of the use and Vong personality than perhaps some of our other books. I don't know what you felt about that. Cause like right up front, we have um, we have like our Yuzenvong priests and so forth. We get a little bit more intimate into this because like prior, it was just like warriors, 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 warriors. It's like nah, there's more to it than that. Yeah, getting into the religion is definitely very interesting. Um, it, it really starts to paint this picture of their culture and why they believe the way they do and what they fight for and a lot of it's kind of uh, derived, I would say, from Viking culture, didn't you think? Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could definitely see that Viking or like Klingon, <laughs> <laughs> like a worse Klingon, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they definitely just have a an honor system towards dying and pain and uh, sacrifice. The, the, yes, yeah. What what was the term they would use for that as uh to escalate oneself through pain or something mm. like that i forget exactly how they worded that yeah but, i don't remember exactly uh, how it was worded 
yeah, getting into the priest, specifically Harar, was very interesting. Um, you have a bit more sympathy, in a way, with this character. You know, he wants to convert other people into their religion and actually save some lives, although I'm sure that yeah, actually getting converted and saved wouldn't be all that fun. <laughs> you know, probably end up being a sacrifice regardless. <laughs> but there's actually, very early in the book, there's a, a little conversation he has with a... Alon. A talk priest. Oh, priest, I believe. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I yes, believe, yes, yes. My, my bad. Yeah. So they, they had basically taken uh, some people that were going to be used as sacrifice. And yes, one of them was a priest, and they had that like philosophical argument between the, the Yuzenvong religion of almost pain and elevation through pain, and then sort of the force. And we, we also had this, this whole. I think a theme here that's interesting because we we've gotten this before that the Yuzen Vong are not really connected to the force, but it's almost like they're curious about it. They kind of, they kind of want to figure this out. It's, it's not like a heretic where I have to destroy it, which they do want to destroy the Jedi, but they're almost curious as well. They're kind of curious about the force. It's like, what gives these Jedi their power? What gives these people their faith in the Jedi? to help defeat us. So I think that there is a curiosity that they're not just like blunt, blunt tools. They have some thoughts about this sort of stuff. Yeah. And there's even a lot of mention of, uh, there's certain news of Vong who say, Oh, I would like to learn how to wield the force and, you know, tell me more about the dark side. Why do you think the priest even says, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you were spawned from the dark side. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too, about, you know, enemies talking on a battlefield. Why do you think I'm the dark side? I could be the light. Didn't you like that? Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty that's a pretty classic theme, really, because one one man's dictator is another man's savior. You know what I mean? And that's it's a fairly it's a very common theme in war where my cause is just no, my cause is just you're evil. No, you're evil. But to the Yuuzhan Vong. They're just following their creed. They're following their religion. They're following yeah. their calling. This is how they found their their faith and their release. Whereas in you know the Jedi's galaxy, it's different. So, yeah, very interesting theme there. Um, I guess we l- let's continue down a little bit of the Yuzen Vong path here because there's a lot of intertwining moments, but a couple of um big points for the Yuzen Vong is one, they have a new bioweapon that they're using that is transmitted through breath. And we have a new character called Alon, who is effectively tasked with taking this new weapon to the Jedi. The Yuzen Vong are using her as a plant, a double agent, um, a a, a, in quotations defector in order to help plant her among the Jedi so that she can unleash this weapon, killing all the Jedi. So this is, this is how they do it. It's very nefarious. It's very nineties feeling biogenic weapon stuff, but, but that's the thing. So we, we have Alon and then her, um, familiar. Verser, Verger, something like that. Yeah. It I was trying to, I was Ver, trying to Verger, open my book Verger. again. Verger. So yeah, and that's yeah. another thing that was kind of cool in this particular book is that it had a list of uh, all the names. Yeah, Verger. Uh, I don't know. She's a Fosh. 
Um, but yeah, they call it her familiar. Um, I don't know if that's really the right word for it because it's like witchy. You know no. what I mean? Like black magic. But yeah, but honestly, like a, like a summoned creature. Yeah, but honestly, I mean, yeah, like a creature, sort of, definitely not like a vong or a humanoid, but more so like something cap- captured. But to Alan, it's actually kind of like a confidant, kind of almost, almost like a friend. Yeah, childhood friend. Yeah, yeah. kind of. <laughs> it is kind of. It's kind of interesting getting into the backstory of Roger too, because it kind of goes deeper down the rabbit hole of the Yuzen Vong and how they yeah. genetically modify creatures. And yeah, essentially, I believe I believe that Roger was um, her bloodline comes from humans and a few other creatures cross mingled something like in that, some way. Yeah, yeah. That, we'll talk a little bit more about her as we go along, but. Um, but yeah, essentially, we this is sort of the subplot. We have the Yuuzhan Vong attempting to undermine undermine and kill the Jedi with a new biogenic weapon, using Elon as an assassin double agent. So then we get back through with Han, okay? We're still feeling the effects of Chewie's death. We're on Kashyyyk, uh, kind of awake. Or, if you all go by the audible version, Kashyyyk. Yeah, that, yeah, that one was a little <laughs> annoying. And we're meeting Chewie's family again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Life day. Good old Lobach. <laughs> Listen, it's cool. Wife, kid, you know, all that stuff. It's neat. And, uh, you know, I don't really need, I don't think we need to go into it in crazy depth. But one of the things here is that the Wookiees still believe that this life debt is ongoing. So they're literally like, nah, man, we got to send another one with you. Like, this, is, this isn't over, Han, okay? It's not over until it's over, Han. <laughs> a life death's a life death. And, yeah. and you would like, think, oh, though. That's cool. We'll just throw you yeah. one of the cousins or something. It's all yeah. right. They got nothing going on. <laughs> well, you would think that, like with Chewie, Chewie saved Han. Like, by all galactic measurement, they're square. But Chewie died. But that's not how they view a life debt. It is until the the owed person, Han, is dead. So when Han yeah. is dead, the debt is canceled. Yeah, so essentially you're conscripting your entire family to owe this person should you yeah. pass. Yeah, That's man. heavy. That is that's heavy. super heavy when you start to think about it. And it just kind of goes to show how close the Wookiees are because, I mean, you have to be you have to be pretty unified to be willing to accept that yeah you well, know, you're, you're not just gonna do that for someone you know oh that's crazy uncle yeah. bob he's an idiot I, i'm not gonna you know respect his life debt to this guy well they have a lot of respect for han and they're, they're taken aback too when han's like no 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 no, you don't owe me anything i don't need another person they get angry about that they're like no yeah you, they get offended you don't understand han you don't understand how this is going to be this is bigger, bigger than you, bigger than Chewy, bigger. It, it is, it, it, you know, it's just bigger Our culture. Our yeah. Way. <clears throat> Don't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> I threw it out there for someone else to say. I didn't say it. Don't you dare. <laughs> oh man. So we do get a little time, you know, they don't send anyone with Han. He's like, I just need some time. They kind of give him that out. Um, yeah, sweet bowcaster. 
Bay doesn't use. Yes, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> so yeah, they do give him uh, one of uh, Chewie's bowcasters that he made, and Han never uses it, which is a little probably break his shoulder. But you know, yeah, maybe he's well. He used it. Uh... Yeah. Well. In the movies. <laughs> was it Force Force Away? Yeah, well, Durr, he wasn't yeah. anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I had to think about that. But, yeah, he used it in Force Awakens. Um, so as we get a little bit farther into the into the Han storyline, we meet Roa, who is an old friend of Han. And one of the things I really liked about this book is this, this network of smugglers and how they know each other and how they're like friends and sort of enemies and frenemies. But Roa comes to Han and he's like, you know, my wife was killed uh, by the Yuzen Vong, by the actions of not the Yuzen Vong, but uh, what were they, the the Peace um, Peace Brigade? Or Peace Brigade, yeah. Is that what it was? I have it written down somewhere here in my notes. I believe so, yeah. Um, yeah, Peace Brigade. So through the actions of the Peace Brigade, who are working with the Yuzen Vong, they're, they're, they're collaborators. And the more and more I start reading this book, two things come to mind. The mission with Elan is like, we're going to give the New Republic a false victory so that they can capture a defector, which is a lot like Coventry. Um, and that's historical. And I don't, I, I don't think I need to explain Coventry, but watch a Sherlock Holmes, watch the Sherlock Holmes miniseries. They deal with it in there as like another Coventry. <laughs> Here, here. I'm not going to explain history to you. Go watch a fake, a fake <laughs> fictional uh, miniseries. It's great. But also, it reminded me so much of World War II, like the Nazis and like the collaborators that collaborated with the Nazis. You know, to because they thought they were going to win in yeah. France, in Germany, in Austria, in Norway, in you know, all over in Europe that went along with it because they thought that the, the Nazis were going to win. And in, in a lot of yeah. ways there, there's like a parallel here between the P and it's funny. They're the peace brigade. Mm-hmm. Causing all this destruction and whatnot. Yeah. So Roa comes to Han and he's like, I lost my wife due to the use Vong and the, the actions of the peace brigade and Han He's so ready. He's so ready for any mission of revenge. He goes with Roa, like to help try and. Yeah, he needs. He needs to take his mind off of this. I mean, he had just gotten through reminiscing over the Falcon, <laughs> over all this stuff that had gone down. So he needs yep. an escape. And they which are, was a cool section of the book, by the way. Yes, <laughs> and they are looking for Wreck Dash. That is who we wind up kind of having in the Peace Brigade that they're trying to find. Um. One thing I did write down here. Did you did you hear the the casual line of twenty year old jizz classics? Yeah. No comment. No comment. But they didn't. But they didn't play it in the sound effects. No, they probably copyright. They played some random jazz in the in the in the audiobook. That was that was pretty fun. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit here about. Han and Leia's relationship too, because as Han is going on this mission, Leia is also going on a mission, and they're they're both smack dab going to Ode uh, Mantel. So, what did you think about like 
Leia and Han's relationship here because it to me it seems like super strained and they're not they're not talking to each other. And I'll tell you one other thing. If people were upset with how Han and Leia wound up in Force Awakens, it's not that far mm-hmm. off from from no, some of this was, here. It's actually pretty close to Legends, honestly. Yeah. Um Yeah, and I don't know, Han and Leia's relationship is kind of rough because Han does not want to be anchored to anything, really. He never did. He has a family. He's given up a life of smuggling for that, but it's always been a point of contention with them. She knows what he really wants to be doing. Yeah. And and she's constantly leaving as well, which makes it harder for him not to do the same. Yeah. You know, he, he had to step up quite a bit to raise children. She had so many peace missions. And... Yep. It's it's sad because like you get these conversations between Jana and Leia and I mean she just kind of goes back to back to back. Well he was this, he was this, he was this. He had so many lives before he actually was with us. And he's so used to being alone. He had no family, no one really cared about him. The Wookiees were really the only thing he had close to having a family. And she just kind of had to accept that he was a loner and he needed his space. And it's always been rough. It's never been a smooth relationship for them. So, yeah, I mean, after watching Force Awakens, you really, or yeah, Force Awakens, you really see all of those issues culminate in the acting. You can see all of the things that they went through, you know? Yeah, I mean, Han is always death was a huge wedge between them. Yeah. It really was. Well, Han's always lived a life of adventure. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Going off and everything. And and even to an extent, so is Leia. I mean, they're, they're actually both very similar. They're, yeah. they're, very, they're very similar people, except, you know, Leia sometimes has a little bit more, um, you know, morality, I guess, in things. She tries to stick to more of a... Of a they both stick to a code, but their codes are nece- are kind of a little, a little uh, opposing, I guess, at mm-hmm. times. But they yeah, I I think that it it makes a lot of sense because you know Leia's not consulting Han on her mission. She's like, well, this is what I have to do. This is who I am. And I think that even throughout this book. Leia, in a way, is understanding that Han also needs to go off and do things too. So they're they're definitely not writing her as somebody who, you know, doesn't well, who doesn't necessarily who who tries to stop him. That that's the thing because she's not technically going to approve of it. She's not technically going to understand of it either. But she also doesn't necessarily try and. It's going to happen regardless. So Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is they're both doing the same thing. They're both pulling in opposite directions. And it's, unfortunately, they probably weren't ready to have kids, (laughs) you know? Probably not. And honestly, you you get the feeling of that when Han talks about the kids, you know, when Leia says, well, have you talked to Anakin yet? You know, have you actually resolved this with me? He's like, oh, just tell him bye for me. Well, he doesn't need me. He's got the force. Let's talk about that a little bit because that was something I had written down. Obviously, Han still has an issue with Anakin. Um, mm-hmm. he, I, I think he knows it's illogical. I think he knows that it's not right, but he can't help. He can't help it. 
because he doesn't necessarily know how to process the death of his friend. Yeah. And he, he, I think he is intensely aware that he is being unfair towards his kid, but he doesn't really yeah. realize that. However, I do like that. Oh, eventually he does, he does. <laughs> it takes a while. Yeah. yeah. He, he does get to the point in this book where he understands more and he is ready to reconcile. Yeah. I mean, he's essentially put in the exact same position that Anakin was. Yes. And, it, it crushes him in a way to realize, you know, hey, this is an impossible decision. And I, I judged my son for making that decision. Yes. And I don't know if I would have done any better now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, I'm I'm glad that they're finally cutting it off. I think it's been a little bit too present. I mean, Chewie's death was in the first book. So yeah. we've had this point of contention now and it's, it, I think it's gone on a little too long, a little too long. So it's it good. Has. It's good that we're it kind has. of tight tying that up. Um, so let's go ahead and jump a little bit here into, um, into the, into Han's mission. Uh, we do, again, they're both going uh, to Ode Mantel and, we have Han in a bar, you know, basically him and Roa looking for information. Um, <clears throat> let's see if I can rattle a couple of other names here. doesn't look like we have the name of their conspirator. I don't, do you remember the name of the, the person that they met? Cause I don't have it written down. Uh, uh, the one that used to run numbers for, Hans old smuggling, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I know his name. It's okay. We, it's, it's honestly, it's not all that important, but yeah, I mean, get this guy who is, you know, yeah, used to work within the old operation. So again, we're, we're making these connections with all these smugglers. However, <laughs> this whole bout of peaceful, you know, barroom fun is interrupted uh, as a using Vong space sucky creature uh, starts sucking people down. And this is kind of how we learn how they capture, they capture people. Roa is unfortunately lost at this point. And we meet a new character who uh, is a Wren and actually helps Han uh, basically close the blast door. Uh, Droma, right? Mm, yeah, drama. drama. So, very random. Did you like drama? He was fine. <laughs> I mean, he was he was he yeah. was a fine character. Uh, kind of becomes a, a chewy surrogate here uh, a little bit for Han. Yeah, but but anno- but annoys Han about as much as the three PO. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely different. Uh, no doubt about that. But capable, seemingly pretty capable. They are able to escape our our Yuzenvong creature. Oh, by the way, I glossed over it. Bosk was in the bar. Yeah. What a yeah, random a nice little fight scene there. What a random <laughs> little Bosk reference. Just you a know? nod. Yeah. Kind of cool. He might have gotten funny, sucked in that like, creature. <laughs> we don't know. Oh, you know he did. <laughs> but it's funny at first. Han's like, "That's Bosk." It kind of looks like him. He's getting old, but that's Bosk. Yeah. Oh crap crap 
Yeah, very, very, very strange. Very strange how that all happened. But um, we do have we do have a bit of a you know kind of reuniting with Han and and Leia here, and um, I think. I think if I don't get myself <clears throat> out of order, uh, we do have, oh yeah. So we have C-3PO getting Han on this, uh, the, the queen of queen of empire, which is an old Corellian luxury liner. And it actually had its own book in 1993 called queen of empire, oh, really? which was, uh, the Jedi Prince series. I had never heard of it. And it's been mentioned in a few other books. It had like a sister ship. um, but essentially, again, Han is still tracking down his his quarry here, and and you know he's sneaking around Leia. He's using C three PO. He's he's not connecting with anyone at this point. It's it's like a one track mind. Where's Rack Dash? We we've got to figure this out. And this, I feel like, this is where we get into the meat of the story aboard the Queen of Empire. <clears throat> so throughout all of this, we've kind of skipped over Alon a little bit here, but we do have another character, Major Showalter, who's a part of New Republic Intelligence, and they are trying to transport Alon, and they wind up. <laughs> everything converges in this book. Everything converges. Yeah, it does. So it converges on the Queen of the Empire, uh, Queen of Empire. And I think we'll, we'll stop in, with Han and talk about Showalter a little bit because as he's trying to transport Elon and uh, Vigair, <laughs> I have to periodically <laughs> peer back at the names, uh, they have other agents on the ship. So we get a couple of the agents coming in. They know the code, yada, yada, yada. They talk. And then all of a sudden there's more agents and they know the code, but it was the first couple agents that are the bad guys. And the second ones are good and, and blah, 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 blah. blah, And they shoot each other. Yeah. (laughs) What a bunch of crappy agents. Did you think that? Cause I was like, these guys suck. They did. Oh my God. I mean, like they, I mean, do they not get any combat (sighs) training? They are all they died. just intelligent agency is like terrible. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not, I think show Walter sort of survives. He gets shot in the shoulder, doesn't he? Yeah. I think. And he, he talks to Han afterwards and I think he's just writhing in pain on the floor, but he doesn't die. Yeah. And so, that's kind of where we leave him. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure he survives though, but he, he hands Alon off to Han. He, he, I was like, Han Solo, holy crap. You know, you're here. You got, please. Take her. She's defector. Please take her, please. please. I'm just a smuggler. Just, just take him anyway. Just take her anyway. Well, I, I, I do want to point this out um, because we get it here and we get it a little later as well. The New Republic still very much views Han as like General Solo. So when he's on yeah. when he's on the scene, they have an they have an ally. They know that they can rely on Han Solo and he's gonna get stuff done. So that's kind of obviously very, very much a contrast to, you know, like new canon, you know, as we get into the movies, the sequel movies, 
or he's just an old broken down smuggler. You know, he's yeah not really re- recognized, you know, necessarily as much. But here he's, you know, he's a little older, but he's still very much in the fold for the New Republic. Um, but anyway, so he does take <clears throat> he does take our defectors and finally gets his confrontation with with Rec Dash. Their conversation again reminds me so much of like old Nazi movies with the collaborator talking to the good guy and he's like I'm just doing this because I have to get paid, you know. I'm just, you know, what it we're, we're still friends. If we met in any other uh, circumstance, we'd be drinking a beer together, you know what I mean? But I got to do what I got to do. You right. got to do what you got to do. Yeah, and he kind of Han kind of throws out there it's like, "Hey, you realize you're working for the people who got Chewie killed and Roa's wife killed. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about that? How you, how are you able to sleep at night? It's like, well, it wasn't supposed to go that way. It wasn't supposed to be violent. Yep. It's not like I was a part of it. I didn't cause it. We're good, right? Yep. Complete collaborator behavior. You know, it's it's not my fault. I, I just, you know, I have to survive. Just trying to survive. Yeah. Survive, you know? Yeah, it was, it was a very, you know, very kind of surreal moment because it, it parallels history really well. So I, I did I did like that. Now, yeah. there there are a couple of subtleties here. One, Rec Dash and his Yuzen Vong controller are working kind of against the Yuzen Vong themselves unknowingly. They yeah. don't know that Alan is, this is all scripted. She's supposed to be doing this. So what the Peace Brigade is doing is against the Yuzen Vong, what, what their plans are, but it's just, you know, they're not read in. This is all secret stuff. So, oh, by the way, Naminor's back. Yeah, Naminor, he's still here. Yeah, he's actually the one that creates this bio weapon and sets up for Alon to be sacrificed to yep. kill all the Jedi. So, you know, Nam it, it, behind the scenes is like, because the Peace Brigade has Davin Basil, they've got all the Yuzen Vong technology, they're like shutting all this down behind the scenes. They're still not communicating with them. It's just like, right. Oh, yeah, just that, screw you guys. We don't care about your stupid Peace Brigade. Um, so they're a little out of, I mean, they're out of sorts. It's, it's just such a cluster. But the whole, but the whole thing is, again, like Peace Brigade's trying to capture Lon. Uh, the Yuzen Vong actually don't want this to happen. Han Solo's there. Uh, it's, all, it's all just like, it's all converge, chaos. Converge, converge. Yeah, it's all <laughs> chaos. Um, and, and, you know, and Droma's there. He's there. Yeah. He just shows back up. <laughs> It's good time. So anyway, Fighting over a steak. Yeah. Well, Desh is at least smart enough to know that he can't let, you know, Droma and Han be effectively working together at this point. It's like partners, not partners, whatever. Got to separate them. Um, Droma does save Han at this point. Desh isn't really wanting to kill anybody, but you know, he has to get him out of the way. They are able to kind of cheat their way, <laughs> cheat their way through the book here, I guess a little bit. They put in a couple cheat yeah. codes, you know, no, we're not going to fall, you know, through the pit or whatever. It's fine. We're, we're good. We're, we're going to get a transport. It, it's perfectly okay. Yeah. This is fine. <sighs> 
Yeah, I, I thought it was. It just felt really convenient their escape. Yeah, it did, did it feel convenient? I wasn't a big fan of the pit, honestly. Yeah, because like I, I had to go back and reread that a couple times. Like, wait, so how did they not fall into the pit? Oh, it's just bad writing. Okay. Yeah, I that. Understand yeah, that. That again, it was just that was weird to me. But it is. It is what it is. Um, I, I guess. I don't know. I guess let's just jump to the part where Han gets the solo back or Han gets the solo back. <laughs> Han gets the Falcon back. <laughs> so Le- Leia, Luke and Mara are all basically, you know, coming around too, but, but Leia takes the Falcon. Uh, you know, she wants the fastest hunk of junk in the land and then Han just takes it back. It's like yeah. a real convenient way to get Han back in the Falcon because he doesn't take it. And we didn't mention that. Sorry. He doesn't take the Falcon in the, in the interim. They take Roa's ship. So. And he even's like, Rowan's even like, well, I just kind of expected you want a pilot. He's like, yeah. no, we do it this way or we're not doing it. <laughs> it seemed kind of silly, but you know, okay. So Leia, Leia is, you know, again, going after Han, which here's another thing too, which I thought was a little odd. The New Republic didn't really give a lot of respect to Leia here when she flies in on the Falcon. No, they don't. <laughs> Which I thought was uh, strange because she's still high level. Yeah. But as soon as Han's in the Falcon, they're like, oh, dude, this guy's going to save us. And they really did. They, they, they really, you know, Han in the Falcon, General Solo's back. They all know him. <clears throat> And I think that that's, that's an interesting thing to talk about because, like, Leia is a, is a huge figurehead for a lot of people. But Han was kind of like the, the boots-on-the-ground guy. He was a guy who, who talked to the troops, you know, talked to the pilots, talked to people. You know, he's a scoundrel. But they all would have got to have known him a little bit more than Leia, at least in this canon. So with him flying the Falcon and they know what the Falcon can do. They know what it's done. They know what he's done. There's like a, a confidence in having him as a part of the squadron as this attack is going on far yeah, more I mean, than what Lay would have. He's moral, he's moral support. You know, he's, he's kind of like, <laughs> Oh, he's here. There's no way we can fail. It's like having a Jedi on the battlefield with you during yeah. Clone Wars. Like, yeah, we're we're fine. <laughs> this is gonna go well. Yeah. And I mean, let's be realistic. Leia is not known as a pilot. You know, she's no. she's kind of the politician, the strategist, the person behind the scenes. So whereas all of these people know her and respect her, when you're talking about the salt of the earth, the pilots, the soldiers, they're far more engaged to Han than they would be to Leia in these sort of situations. So I, I thought that was interesting. Um, we do sort of get this, that, that, that Droma is now Han's like special friend. You know, he, he's doing the Chewie replacement, run, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, I'm not, I can't, I can't really remember. Is he long standing in the series or is he kind of like a one-off? I, character? I, I don't want to, I don't want to like talk about that necessarily right now, right okay. now. Okay. Um, later but i I don't want to spoil other potential things gotcha but don't worry about it (laughs) i'm not i'm not telling you uh let's see he (laughs) was there 
along. <laughs> <laughs> Not from the beginning, just all along. <laughs> just all along. So, anyway. We have Han, Droma, Alan, and Vieira in the Falcon. There's a little weird lapse of action here as we are, well, we also kind of have to talk about the rescue of, of Alon because Alon is captured, Han rescues her. When he goes in to rescue her, I'm sorry I'm jumping around so much. This is how we work these books through, but anyway. The Peace Brigade's dead. And there was another little tidbit because Alan is also wearing one of our maskures to appear human. And someone, not saying it's a Yuzen Vong, but it clearly has to be a Yuzen Vong, has an unmasker. And only yeah, a Yuzen Vong. Creature yeah. <laughs> and only a Yuzen Vong can use a masker. But everybody on that ship is dead. Yeah. Han's not stupid. And I have to say that, like, we've talked about this before, about some of how Han's portrayal is, kind of like the bumbling, fumbling fool. And this was sort of uh, on display in Aphra, Dr. Aphra, the audio drama. He pieces together things. He's not slow, which is part of the reason why I just, you know, I always kind of get a little defensive because Han Solo is my guy. But I get a little defensive right. in some of the writing because sometimes people portray him as kind of like a comedic relief. But he figures out that, one, Alon's lying, clearly. She says, oh, no, you know, oh, this stuff doesn't affect you and Vong. That's why I'm still alive. The poison, oh, it doesn't affect us. But the only way to use a an unmasker is to have a Yuzen Vong handler, which means that one of these people here dead is a Yuzen Vong, but if they can't be killed by the poison, then, you know, you, you put in that uh, that numbers right. graphic, you know, meme, all of everything, <laughs> one plus one equals two. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he starts to piece this together, that Alon is not who she seems to be, um, and that this plan... Because she's also really eager too. Oh, I gotta get to the Jedi. Gotta get to the Jedi. Gotta get to the Jedi. Yeah. Take me to Luke. It's great. And and good old Han figures this out that this is this is a trap. And even even Luke was leery about this when he heard about it from New Republic intelligence. Well, even the doctor that first assesses Alon's like it's clearly a trap. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the officer's like, oh, of course, but we still can find use in this. Exactly. So it wasn't very smart, but. So, uh, Elon essentially does try and poison Solo and, and Droma and everything to get them out of the way. But Han is able to outmaneuver. She winds up poisoning herself. Yes, thanks to the great multi-tool that Anakin gives him earlier in the yeah, book. Yeah, I guess I, we should have mentioned that, yeah. So, Anakin, like as a peace offering, gives him a multi-tool that Chewie gave to him. And he does wind up using that like a lot in the in the mm-hmm. uh, through the series of this book. Um, oh, my hands are dirty. I have a fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, there's no utensils. My hands are dirty. Dirty. Oh, my son gave me a multi-tool, and it's got a fork on it. <sighs> Whatever. Do you think it was kind of funny, like, as they're being pulled into the mall, the thing doesn't fall off his belt, and then he even mentions, like, how do I still have this thing? Yeah. Because it's a plot point. It's a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> plot device. Yep. Well, another notable thing here is that after Alon's taken out, Vigier is just trying to escape. She's trying to get back yeah. to her own kind. However, before she leaves, she does give a little gift of tears. She just cries and cries and cries. And these, into a vial. Into a vial. <laughs> yeah. And, well, then, and then Han drinks it. Mm, tears of my enemy. Mm, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, Vigera's tears, um, Han brings them back. He does say, or uh, Vigera does say, give this to Mara, basically. And winds up being a cure for her disease that she's still carrying. And we didn't really mention that yet, but um, throughout the series, we had understood that Mara has had, uh, you know, a disease that's been affecting her. And really the only reason why she's not dead is because the force, her connection with the force and strengthening herself. But there's been no cure to this point. And so through, you know, the doctors examining this, like, well, it could do something, and then Mara just goes ahead and glugs it down, which she's like, which is great. Yeah. But it, it 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 cures her. She's now free of the disease that's plagued her, and all from some tears. And this is a game changer. Because if the if the New Republic can synthesize this, biogenic weaponry could be at least severely hampered until they come up with a new and better strain of zombie zombie death or whatever you want to call it. But it's a game changer. And it's also nice because we get, we get like full, full force Mara back who really is an awesome character, but we just haven't really been able to see, see her yet because she's been incapacitated for the most part. That's kind of bringing us to the end here. Um, So just as a recap, Using Vong double double spy double blind plot <laughs> doesn't really work all that well. <laughs> Han Solo flying around doing Han Solo things, getting in fights with Bosk at a bar, losing friends, more friends. He just loses everything. Making new friends, new Chewy co-pilot friends, forgiving his son because he finally not, realizes he's a jerk. Chewy. Yeah, not Chewy. <laughs> um Finding a cure for Mara, killing off all of our enemies. Seems like pretty complete stuff, no? Yeah. Perfect Han book. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, again, this book is, is realistically a healing point for Han. An attempt to heal the bond between a father and son and also a man and his best friend who's not there anymore. Um, yeah. And through that, we have a plot by the greatest enemy here to wipe out the Jedi. And thankfully that doesn't work. And we have a cure for Mara. 
So it's it's really kind of a knitting together a lot of the threads we've we've weaved so far through this series and you know kind of picking up some of the broken glass and putting up a new pane. So we're 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 sort of starting fresh and we've got a lot more to go. So what do you think? Any any other little parting parting points we want to go over here before we take it to a rating? Um there's not a whole lot more to go over. Um it would be cool to see Lobok and Chewie's son in the next book now that Han's finally kind of gotten over all this. Hopefully he picks up his life debt crew. That'd be yeah. pretty sweet. <laughs> but no, I, I think that's pretty much it. We've hit all the main points of the book. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So I guess let's just jump into a rating. What would you rate this book and why? I would probably rate this around, oh, this one's kind of tough. Kind of leaning back and forth between seven and eight. So I think I'm going to go with about a seven point, I'll do a 7.8. It's not quite an eight for me. It's a very, very good book. Um, It's much better written than the last couple that we went over. Uh, Focusing on Han is always great. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this book. Um, I think it was a, a reasonably nice, tidy story. Uh, I, I don't think it was a work of literary, you know, genius or anything like that. But it was it was a fine book in the series. It kind of ties up a couple things and provides a little bit of hope. Uh, you know, with kind of a really where we, we've taken away a lot of hope through a seemingly, you know, not really defeatable enemy. So there, there's now a little hope here, so that's good. Um, you know, developing a little bit more, uh, you know, of our characters here, um, and kind of introducing some, some new stuff. So, yeah, I think I think it's a I think it's a fine book. It's not like my definitely not my favorite in the series. I I don't want to go like super crazy about the ratings, but I I would say it's um it's a good standalone. Like if you just want to jump in and you don't necessarily want to go through the first couple books, it's actually a good place to just go in. It's like yeah, I know about the Yuuzhan Vong. Okay, here we go. Um. Mm. I, I'm I'm probably lower than you. I, I I just think it's average. I think it's an average book. I don't think it's you know great. I don't think it's bad. I'd probably give it. I'm really hovering between like a six eight and like a seven one. The sort of the in between that territory. So I'm just gonna give it like a six point nine because I think I think it's good. Nah, you know what? I nah. I don't. Nah. No, I'm gonna give it a six point nine. I I think it's I think it's fine. It's it's fine. There are no major issues with it. It's not groundbreaking or, you know, yeah. not earth shattering in any way. Yeah. It's just a good book. Yeah. It's fine. So there we go. More new Jedi order for you. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Heroes trial agents of chaos part one. Obviously we will get into more of these. We have a lot of literature to go over in the coming weeks and, uh, you know, hopefully you guys enjoy it. So, yeah, I guess as we wrap up here, uh, make sure to follow us on all the uh, 
social medias as long as we continue to run them. Uh, at uh, TC Plan Podcast Twitter, find us on Facebook. If you just like to converse, uh, send us an email, thoughts, theories, anything you thought about the episode, you can send that to tcplanpodcast@gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we're out there on Patreon too. If you want to help support the podcast, just search us, you know, the Contingency Plan Podcast on Patreon as well. We put out uh, some, you know, stuff there periodically, you know, some extra little behind the scenes sort of things. And we did some prediction videos for Mando, you know, do some dinners with you guys, you know, we probably need to do another one of those at some point, but you know, we've got some other things we might explore in there as well in the future. But anyway, if you want to support, that's a good place to do it. Uh, So I think that's about it for today. So you guys have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you.